Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the most winning, awesomely, unbelievable, always winning, pronouncing winning pronouncements. It's all over. We win. Game over. Best podcast ever. We are winning. Speaking of which, I am joined by the world's most winning, unbelievably nonstop winning, excellent co-host, Mr. Everett Farnell. Steve, I got to tell you something. It's amazing. I woke up this morning. I felt good. I got out of bed winning. I got to the bathroom, brushed my ah. teeth. The toothpaste was delicious. It tasted ah. great. Winning. Ah. I had the most amazing Friday sandwich for breakfast. Winning. Oh. I mean, you probably nothing. put out a tweet immediately. Had Every the greatest breakfast around. sandwich, winning. <laughs> Every time I turn around, hashtag winning, baby. Hashtag winning. Winning. Yeah, I win so much, Steve. I'm getting tired of winning. Yeah, but your ti- your timing is fantastic because you put out a tweet about that breakfast sandwich as soon as you take the first bite and you say winning because like ten minutes later, man, you're racing off to the bathroom again. But you've already <laughs> pronounced that you're winning. So it doesn't matter that when it really comes right down to it, you're losing because you pronounce you're winning immediately. Brilliant. Immediately. All the time. I'm winning every time I turn around. Wait, wait, hold on. JC <laughs> just kicked on. It's blowing on my shoulder. Winning. <laughs> As usual, dear listener, I'm sure you're having some fun. I hope you're having some fun with us. And, uh, I'm sure you have gotten the rather major hint at our topic for this week's episode, which is Donald Trump pouncing on the opportunity to seize the narrative immediately and pronounce that he wins in virtually every situation known to mankind, including, real recently, the announcement from Kim Jong, whatever, North Korea guy that he's pulling out of the talks. Rocket Man is pulling out of the peace talks, nuclear whatever talks, and uh, Trump immediately tweets out, winning. Trump pulled out before you can. Like, hang on, you can't take the ball and go home. I take the ball and go home. I guess that happens also in a company once in a while. An employee will walk in and go, you know, I'm thinking of leaving. You can't think of leaving. You're fired. And so Trump, <laughs> Trump, <laughs> Trump says, I'm pulling out of this thing before Rocket Man does because it seemed like he might, and then I'm going to just pronounce that we're winning no matter yeah, what. And also what happened with the NFL, which is even a better story because the NFL comes out and the the owners, without any input from the players, brilliant owners, as if they they don't realize how much the players feel pissed on for decades. Let's just unilaterally meet with a bunch of old white billionaires that every player hates and let's meet in private and come out with a rule of how we're going to subjugate and boss around our employees here on the plantation and tell them what they can and can't do. And we'll just pronounce that rule. And as soon as they came out with a rule that all NFL players now must stand for the national anthem or else don't even come on the field or else the teams are going to be fined, there you go. Trump immediately 
he says, I better tweet this out immediately. We are winning. The NFL is finally doing what they should do, blah, 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 because even Trump must know, and it did happen, that I think like milliseconds later, probably before the tweet (laughs) went through the Internet and hit the, the servers and bounced back into people's cell phones, already the players have come out and said, we feel this is a personal attack. We weren't, or a representative of us wasn't even in on the talks. We're going to dream up a 47 new ways to ruin the owners and destroy their equity and hurt the ratings and cause fans to stay away and piss them off just generally because we hate them and we hate their mistreatment of us and we're going to dream of all new ways to protest and we don't care what they say and the team owners suck. And so they are in for it's months to the next season and they're already guaranteed to have more record-setting loss of season <laughs> ticket sales and attendance and direct TV football package sales and viewership on TV and attendance in the stadium and sales of souvenirs and jerseys and everything and just the NFL just loses again. But... Before any of that losing could take place, Donald Trump was quick on the draw, got out his Twitter machine and tweeted out, winning, winning. once again, I win. <laughs> Donald Trump, who no matter what happens, he pronounces immediately, he's winning. It's brilliant. Absolutely. Well, it is brilliant. And that's the lesson this week for entrepreneurs. Is that whatever's happening, you have got to put on the face. You have got to wrap it up in a nice little winning bow tie for your customers, for your employees. Right? Nobody wants to work at a business that's losing. Nobody wants to hire him either. Yeah, nobody wants to. I mean, what, what do I want to go work at a loser business for? Who, who wants to do business with somebody? And who's why losing? do I want to do business? If I'm looking through all the Google, I Google all the websites of different companies, I don't want a company that's losing. I want a winning company. See, everything is winning. Everything makes us a winner. Everything that happens. And as quickly, and the pronouncement has to come as quickly as possible before the truth comes out, that once in a while something isn't really winning. So then it's too late. You don't want to be, uh, see, Trump is not, he doesn't want to be, I guess sometimes, maybe once in a while he's slow to the draw, but as much as possible he's going to be first out with the news, no matter what the situation, and put the spin on it in his direction, no matter what. So that later on everyone else is now on defense to go, well, Trump said he's winning, but... Yeah, but you hear what you just said. That's like all the competitors, car manufacturers going, well, we're just as good as Mercedes, but, you know, here's here's a story. I I mean, this this is a story that nicely represents that. It's completely off topic, but it nicely points out the advantage of, or the, the, the importance of being aggressive with this kind of thing. So my father-in-law, he was a really nice guy, but let's say he was a fatally flawed individual. And not a listener to the lessons learned from Donald Trump. No, no, not at all. (laughs) So one time, he had some spinal cord damage, but he was in a study in Atlanta to see if they could heal his spinal cord damage. This was almost 20 years ago. At the time, now this has changed, but at the time, rental car contracts in Florida still said you can't go out of state. If you go out of state, you're technically considered to have stolen the car. Now they've changed that because they finally realized it's stupid, but it was at the time. That's that was, fairly brutal, especially if you're like on the border. Right. So here's, here's well, that's what I said. They finally have changed it. They realized it's a stupid, it's a stupid clause. So somebody changed it and all the rest of them fell in line. Yeah, but before they changed it, they were winning. So uh, (laughs) he goes and rents a car. Then he goes and rents a car. He's going to leave the next morning to get up there. It's like a six or seven hour drive. He's got to be there at 10 o'clock. So he's going to leave at like 3 a.m. or something. So, of course, seeing my father-in-law, God bless him, he stayed up all night doing cocaine and drinking with his pals. And so now that he's wide awake, right, that he's been up all night partying, he gets in the car and he heads up to Atlanta. 
He gets to Atlanta okay, goes through his thing, starts coming home, and on his way out of Atlanta, he starts getting really drowsy. He ends up swerving, hitting a thing. The car spins. It's the nightmare. The car's fucked up. It's every, it's, it's a, and it happened just outside of Atlanta. So he gets a new tire on the car because the tire is blown. He drives the car home. He gets home. The next day, he returns the car to the rental point joint. But when he comes in, he carries the blown tire. And he walks into the place. And he slams the blown tire down on the and says, What are you people doing renting me a car with a bum tire? This tire blew out on me on the internet. My goodness, he swerved all the way to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of... Uh, you it know, swerved of, me well, out of the state. pay for this. It was, oh, Mr. Gibbs, we're so sorry. Oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. Are you okay? It was there any, you know, do you need anything? And so just because he went in aggressively and pushed it forward. So the tying that back to what we were talking about, when Trump comes out and says, hey, I'm winning because such and such happened, then, like you said, it puts people on the heels. He's not now defending that he is winning. He's not trying to prove he's winning. He's pronounced that everybody has to disprove it. And that's how the human mind works, for good or for bad. So when your company misses a sale, misses a big sale, and it's not, oh, God damn, I wish we had done that sale. Look, it was, woo, we dodged a bullet on that one because that <laughs> customer would have been horrible. I just got to down a Bradstreet back on that piece of shit. Uh, never paid a bill on his life. Uh, and holy mackerel, it's a good thing. We didn't, if we'd have signed that contract, we'd have been locked into bed with that guy and it would have, it would have, we'd ended up losing money. It would have been such a pain in the ass dealing with that company oh, or dealing great. with that person or whatever. So everything is always winning. It sounds hokey. It sounds silly, but it drove Donald Trump to be president of the United States states against all odds. Well, maybe it sounds hokey and silly, but it sounds really annoying to the anti-Trumpers. So if you, (laughs) as an added benefit, if you really want to annoy your competitors or people that don't like you, this really just annoys them. They come out of the woodwork of like, no, he's not winning. No, this isn't good. Hoo-ha. And now they just sound like disgruntled, angry, petulant two-year-olds. Trump said he's winning. They, oh, he's lying again. He's not winning. What a liar. And blah, 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 blah. And then sometimes like four minutes later, you know, like, oh, when he came out and said like a year ago, I'm being spied on, I mean, wiretap, oh, what a loser, or, or when he was even during the campaign, even better, during the campaign, during the debate, saying like, yeah, I'm not sure, you're rigging the election, like, oh, Hillary, like, oh, you should be ashamed of yourself questioning the election, Barack Obama, it's impossible for the Russians to affect the election, but, oh, yeah, well, now suddenly, all the anti-Trumpers are all... Well, the Russians did affect the election. So Trump, again, you've seen this over and over and over. Trump claims the win, claims whatever outrageous thing is in his favor. He makes sure to claim it and to be first to market with it and to be out on the offense with it and let everybody else claim he's unhinged, he's a loser, he's not fit. This is important for you and your business when you're dealing with your employees, with your customers, with your suppliers, with your community, with any, with your competitors, with anybody at all, it behooves you to use this lesson learned from Donald Trump this week. And in fact, speaking of which, to go to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com and get the advanced tip of the week because that takes you into the stratosphere with this tip. 
and to really get out there and take the offensive and claim victory because a lot of the time, like you're seeing with the NFL, a lot of the time, except for the fact that he's not really winning, the players are going to destroy the owners and destroy the league for another year, at least. But unless you think back to the last time we talked about this months ago and you remember, even if you didn't hear that episode, that Donald Trump has had a vendetta against the NFL for decades. Ever since in the mid-80s, the NFL squashed Donald Trump's United States Football League, and clearly through all kinds of illegal and unethical practices, they squashed the league. So Trump and the rest of the USFL owners sued the NFL, and they won. So the jury agreed that, yes, the NFL did illegally and unethically and all kinds of ways they shouldn't have. They squashed unfair competition, blah, blah, blah. However, minor detail, the jury awarded $1. And so since it was an antitrust case, they tripled the damages, and Trump split three bucks with the rest of his owners of the rest of the teams in the league, which I'm guessing wasn't really a significant amount of money to any of them. And so since then, Trump has put that in his back pocket and say, someday I'm going to do whatever I can to get back at the NFL and destroy them. Even though none of the owners or the commissioner or anyone is around from back then, Trump's still around, Trump remembers it, and Trump is doing everything he can to egg the players on in their quest to destroy their own franchises and their own teams, and that'll happen to you. That was the lesson we talked about. We don't, we'll just touch on it again, but you know that will happen to you if you're just like as weak as the NFL owners and you can't bring yourself to fire employees that are sabotaging your business. I predict the NFL owners will still not fire these players. They painted themselves into the corner with their draft and their fan base and all this that needs to see these players, no matter how much they hate their owners, hopefully you're not doing that in your business. But that's a second tip, uh, just relating back to what we already talked about months ago. If you look at the NFL's numbers from last year and look at how much money they lost over this whole boondoggle, there's only one thing I can say from it from Trump's point of view, and that is winning! winning! (laughs) He is winning again! Although I don't think he's going to tweet that out and go like, hey, remember 30 years ago, NFL? I just egged on your own employees to sabotage you. Winning! No, that's just something he says to himself when he's crushing that fever. Only Donald Trump and his closest confidants and listeners to the lessons learned from Donald Trump podcast are sharp enough to understand that that's how deep this goes. And actually, Trump wants the players to protest and wants, therefore, the fans to get all turned off by it. And, therefore, Trump is winning in his old vendetta against the NFL. But that is another lesson for another day. Speaking of which, we will be back again next week. As always, as we've done for over two years now, we'll be back again with another lesson learned from Donald Trump right here on the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time, unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.